Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 186. We're going to talk about coaches. We need to really be clear with our players about what their weaknesses are so we can make sure they're working on the right stuff. Something that I think is a really glaring weakness. We're going to need to make sure that we address that. Before we get into that discussion, let's talk about our sponsor, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus nine rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. And as always, please take advantage of that EFP20 discount. It's a great way for you to save an additional 20% and also help support the podcast at the same time. And it's already a great product at a great price, so that additional 20% makes it a no-brainer in my book. No, it's good, good product story, and they're coming out with Loveline, all kinds of fun stuff. you got to go check it out. Yeah, so andersonbat.com and uh, take advantage of that EFP20 discount. Also, if you can, become a patron. Go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. We want to say thank you very much to Foxfire72 is our newest patron, so we added another one this week. We still need to add more people to the patron list. If you're in a position where you can, if you see value in what we're doing, we would love for you to go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch, become a patron. We're creeping up on that critical point of actually breaking even. We would love to be able to say that this podcast is self-supporting. If we can do that, I know Coach Don and I would both breathe a big sigh of relief. And I know, Tori, a lot of times the the patron thing does help us cover all the the monthly fees and needs and things like that. But also, too, it allows us to do some giveaways and things like that. So hopefully we'll have some more products to give to our patrons here soon. Yeah, we're looking forward to some more uh, fun patron stuff, too. So, all right, so Don... One of the things that we talk about, uh, it's one of the big topics in my blog series. If you haven't seen the blogs on uh, the website, go to fastpitchprep.com. I've been doing a very long series about all the things that I believe are wrong with travel ball. And it's not really meant to make everybody mad, but it seems to be making everybody mad. And I'm okay with Just that let people too. Think about this stuff. gives you something yeah. to think about. One of the things that is sort of the core underlying idea about many, many travel ball teams is that our players have to work on their own because we can't have enough practices to really work on all the stuff we need to in practice. So our players need to be practicing at the house. They need to be hitting on their own. They need to be going to the park with their friends or their parents or whatever to work on stuff. And while that's a really good idea, and we're always excited when players are working on their own, one of the things that I believe is the key ingredient that is not being used very often is the vast majority of players don't know what they should really be working on. You know, there's an awful lot of kids, and, and our listeners all know somebody like this, and some of you, it's your kid. Goes out in the garage every day and hits 50 or 60 or 100 balls. Sure. Every day they go out in the garage and they throw 25 or 50 or 100 pitches into the net. Two or three times a week they drag you out in the driveway and make you catch in front of the garage and they throw 100, 150 pitches, whatever it is. And all of that stuff is great. But we also know what human nature is. And human nature is really the enemy for all of us as softball players and softball coaches. If nobody tells me different, if I don't know any better, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm already doing. I'm going to keep doing the stuff I'm already good at. And that's where this whole rubber meets the road in our 
philosophy that our players have to work on their own because if they're working on their own, but all they're doing is the same stuff that they're already doing, they're never addressing any of the weaknesses. And that's where we wanted to jump in today. No, I think that's super valid, Tori. And a lot of times when you'll go and watch kids that are even training in some of our sessions, stuff like that, you'll you'll look at where all the balls go when they're setting up on a tee. And if all of the balls are all being pulled to left field, then you know that's the comfortable thing. That's what they enjoy or that's what they do best. And to make note of that and to bring that to light kind of turns the light bulb on. They're like, oh, okay, you know, maybe I should move around and focus on things that I'm not as good at, like you're saying, right. and create an environment where I can get better at things that I might otherwise not not even address. So. Right. Well, and, and the human nature part of it is is where we have to start because obviously if I'm really good at something, doing it is a lot of fun. Sure. So if I'm really good at hitting that pitch right back up the middle into my bow net and I do it and I hit it square and I hit it hard and I feel really good about it, I take 50 swings, I come out of there thinking, dang, I'm a really good hitter. I, I crushed all 50 of those swings today. And you did. But think about it from the flip side. How many of the pitchers you face on a weekly basis are trying to throw you that belt high right meatball right down the middle? And every hitter that you've ever asked that question once at least they've reached a certain point where the pitchers actually have some idea where it's going when they throw it, will admit that the pitcher never tries to throw it down the middle. We figured out how to hit the mistake well. Right. For that one time out of 10 or one time out of 20 or one time out of 1,000 that that pitcher throws you that meatball right down the middle, you're really, really good at hitting it. But for the other 999 times out of that 1,000 that she hit the inside corner, hit the outside corner, threw a nasty curveball, had a really good changeup, threw a rise ball that looked like it was going to be belt high but ended up being right under my chin. If all my practices are designed towards hitting that fat pitch right down the middle, I'm absolutely unprepared for any of those other things that are going to happen when I start playing games. And that's where our coaches need to step in. So Why is this hard for so many coaches? Because no one likes to hear the stuff that they're not good at. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what it is that we're talking about. If you're a 40-year-old, 50-year-old person and you go to work and your supervisor calls you in and says, well, Don, I just needed to talk to you about this because your, your sales quota was a little bit low last month and we need to work a lot harder on contacting people in your region. We need to do a better job of reaching out to to more customers. Well, of course, you're going to be offended. Your feelings are going to be hurt. It could all be true. You could even know for yourself that your numbers are dropping. You even know for sure that you're not going to make as much money this month. You know all that stuff is true. But if nobody's going to hold me accountable for it, if nobody's going to challenge me on it, I'm usually going to just kind of let it slide a little bit, not worry about it as much as I need to, maybe not think about, well, what do I need to do to address it? Well, if we know if that's true of all of us in our adult life, what do we think is going on with our 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16-year-old softball player? It's very, very difficult for some coaches, but this is the first thing coaches have to do. We have to be able to sit down on a regular basis with the players that we're coaching and talk to them about stuff we need them to work on more. Now, that doesn't mean you go up to a player and say, Don, you really suck at hitting the inside pitch. You're so bad at hitting the inside pitch, it makes me want to get sick. Every time they pitch you inside and you, the way you swing at it or the way you miss it makes me want to you know, never coach another game of softball again. Be bad. But we can also kind of deliver that same message, but in a whole lot nicer package. 
Don, I'm, I noticed you're a little bit late on that inside pitch. You know, this week when you're working on your training, let's work on getting that front foot down a little bit earlier and make sure that you're ready to get that barrel through. So this week when you're hitting, you know, set the tee up so that you're simulating inside pitches. Well, coach, I don't know how to do that. Well then, okay, let me just show you really quick. All you have to do is change your position a little bit. You can still hit into the bow net. You can still hit every ball square into the net. You don't have to worry about breaking any windows or breaking any lights in the garage. But this is how you work on hitting the inside pitch. Oh, well, I never knew how to do it that way, so that's why I never worked on it. Okay, so boom, we've just taken something that, you know, from a coach's perspective makes me want to cry every time I see it, and I've given a player the feedback they need in a pretty positive way about how to work on it. Well, you know, same thing's true for the outside pitch. Same thing's true for a pitch that's high in the zone or low in the zone. Same thing's true for our pitchers. You know, we don't have to personally attack them to tell them some things that they need to work on. And, you know, we've talked a lot in the past, Don, and I know you always revert to it as the sandwich approach. Sure. So while you and I are talking about what I want you to work on this week, well, Don, you're doing a great job with that pitch down the middle. So I want you to, you know, to you know, spend a little bit of time working on that, but I think you got that really pretty good now. So we'll let's get a compliment. Uh, yeah. So great job on that pitch down the middle, but let's really focus this week on the inside pitch too, because I think more and more pitchers are going to start pitching you inside and so we need to work on that because, and here's how you hit that inside pitch on the tee at the house. Here's how you, you know, work on getting ready to hit it and make sure you work on that a little bit this week. And then we check in, you know, at the next practice or before the next game. So Don, how'd that work on the, on the inside pitch go this week? Oh, great. I'm glad to hear you're working on it. I'm really excited to see how it's going to go today. If this pitcher's foolish enough, she's dumb enough to pitch it inside. I want you to hit it over the scoreboard. There you go. Instead of, well, my gosh, I hope they don't pitch inside today. Because that's your weak spot. Right. But that conversation has to be a constant thing that the players are used to hearing from us. It should be an after every practice, after every game, after every tournament, whatever your schedule is, so that your players are constantly getting feedback about what they really need to be working on. And some of it's easy stuff to work on. Some of it's a little bit more challenging. Well, Don, you really need to improve your quickness. You know, here's 25 things you can do at home with a jump rope and a quick stick uh, and a, right. Whatever it is, I really need you to work on some of this stuff because right now you're doing fine. You know, right. You know, I think you're doing a a really good job, but if we could get just a little quicker, just think how many more balls you'd get to a shortstop. We could get just a little quicker. Think about all those times that you're just getting thrown out at first base, pointing those things out because getting faster is a couple of months or several months worth of work before we're going to really see any gain. But if we're being honest with our players, and we owe it to them to be honest with them about what they need to work on. Yeah, no, I think that would be exciting for sure. And you're spending the time anyway. We may as well be using all this time that we're doing the extra stuff or the extra training in a most productive way. Right. So this could utilize our extra time in a way that's going to really pay us dividends. Right. And, and the reality of it is, when I wrote the blog about what's wrong with travel ball. And I, and I talk about this uh, challenge of players working on their own. So that's the first one is the kid that's really working hard, but just not working on the right stuff. That's on the coaches to be more upfront and to be more transparent about what those strengths and weaknesses are, because those kids and be engaged in what they're doing. Right. And, and those kids will get something out of your honesty. Right. So if you're honest with a player because they're willing and, to work at right, it. and point out that there's other things that they need to be working on or a, or a better way to get something out of the work they're putting in, I think those kids are ultimately going to be really receptive. Now, there's another group of kids on every team that knows they're supposed to be doing the work, 
but will go out of their way not to do like it. Pulling teeth. Right. And for those players, there's nothing you can do as a coach that's going to make the fact that they're not working very hard or not working at all more palatable. It was a couple of years ago now, but I had one player came in for a lesson and all of a sudden out of the blue, she showed up with one of those blast swing sensors. And I was kind of curious. Well, that's the first time you've had that. And your parents sign you up for the, the program or whatever. It's like, no, it's not mine. And like, well, what do you mean it's not yours? One of my friends, her coach bought these for everybody on the team so he can monitor how much they're hitting during the week. It's a little knob that goes right. on and, the and end it, of and, your bat. And you yeah. can tie into the website or whatever so that you can monitor what everybody on your roster is doing that week. And so your teammate is so dead set on not working that she's pretending that the work you're doing is hers. <laughs> I yeah, yeah, no, because because her coach gets really mad if she doesn't get enough swings in, and she doesn't want to hit. So so she you know has other people take her sensor, it's, it's my and, neighbor, and pretend to be her, so that her coach thinks she's doing the work. I think well, that's really twisted and sad, but I guess that's a level. But for that player, we can't really solve this problem by just being you know honest with them. Now I think we still need to be honest with them, but we're counting on them you know, taking that information and doing something with it. Where I think the biggest weakness is there's an awful lot of coaches that aren't having any of these kinds of discussions with their players at all. They'll say something like, make sure you do your work at home this week. And that's it. There's never anything other than that. And then they're assuming that it happens. If I had a dollar for every time I've had a travel ball coach tell me every kid on my team hits every single day, sure, I'd, I'd have tons and tons of money and I would still be just as skeptical about how many of those kids are really getting productive work done. Now, some of them are hitting every day, but as we've already touched on, they're not working on the right stuff. No, I think that it's, it's uh, good for us to be engaged as coaches, right? Yeah. And it will motivate those kids and it gives you a chance to, to feel a whole lot more involved, as you said, engaged, and to hopefully motivate them to do a little bit more to be better prepared to play versus you know, just going through the motions of doing work that's not going to lead them anywhere. Recently, Tori, we've had lots of kids uh, just trying to get a little snippet or a, a quick video of the things that they're doing when they train here so they can send it to their coach and say, right. hey, you know, I'm, I'm training today. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing that. I think that's one of the tools that coaches are using now. It's kind of as fun, a, quick and easy. Right, yeah. and it's uh, blast sensor proof. You can't send that video <laughs> now. Of your neighbor. Right. Now, I suppose you... You know, videotape a very select, you know, 30 seconds and then, you know, the other 29 minutes and 30 seconds you were goofing off, but you can send 30 seconds. It looks like you're working really That's hard, something, right? but I like anything that helps us hold the players accountable. But some of that I think is really easy to do just by, as you said, Don, being engaged, asking questions, talking about what you're doing and making sure that we're upfront about what we think our players really need to work on. If they get offended by it, if their feelings are hurt by it, then we just got to keep working on the relationship part of it until they understand that I'm not saying you're I bad at something. I'm saying that I think you're great at a lot of stuff, but there's some other stuff you could improve on too. And you know, the thing that I think you know a lot of us can fall back on is whenever we talk about any of the really great players that have had you know worldwide success in this game, one of the things that they all talk about is that dedication and that commitment and that willingness to work on the stuff that they really needed to work on. You know, Monica Abbott tells a story about how when she was a fairly young pitcher, you know, she had that, you know, one person in her life that was like, well, you're really good, but, and every, but was what really motivated her to keep working and to keep getting better. And even as she was 
you know, leading the world in strikeouts as a college freshman and sophomore, she still had people in her life saying, well, that's great, but, well, all those buts ended up making her the greatest pitcher that's ever lived. Right. Were there times I'm sure she's like, well, what are you talking about? I'm striking everybody out. Easy to put the coasters on. But yeah, she, she was that person that responded the right way. And so for every player that you have that's going to blow you off and think you don't know what you're talking about, you're going to have one that's going to respond the right way. And, you know, just like we keep talking about, let's pay attention to the ones that are going to respond the right way a lot more than we'd worry about the ones that don't. I love it. Good stuff. All right. So that's going to wrap up number 186. As always, if you have questions, suggestions, ideas, topics you want us to talk about, make sure you reach out to us at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. Also, make sure that you go to the fastpitchprep.com website, order your square cuts training discs, check out the blogs and the YouTube channel. Make sure you support our sponsor, the Anderson Bat Company. And if you can, become a patron. Go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. Coach Don and I really do appreciate and are very thankful to the patrons that we've had for all these years, but we need to keep encouraging more people to jump on board. And again, thank you very much, Foxfire72, for becoming our newest patron. For Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tory saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.